Hello and welcome to the Wonky Gamer Podcast. Today I am here with Nijax. Hi guys. And Tripvium. Hello. Um, we're going to talk about our favourite and least favourite games we played in 2015. Not necessarily games that came out in 2015, but ones we have actually played. Um, so we're going to first talk about The Forest, because it's a game that we've all played. Um, we're going to try and keep stuff that at least two of us have played. Um, so... I guess I'll ask this first to Tripio. What did you like best about the forest? Um, I believe the fact that you can uh, build bases, I suppose. Because <laughs> I yeah, like building bases. But um, yeah, just the atmosphere in general in the game is pretty good. It's kind of what, what stands out from... Uh, it's not just like the like the typical... The typical zombie game you got. Yeah. What about you, Nigerx? Um, I quite enjoyed it. I definitely um, panicked a little bit when I first played it, and I had a naked lady run at me. <laughs> um, quite scary stuff. Normally that'd um, be a good thing, but not in this game. <laughs> not, not in this predicament, no. But um, it's good. It's definitely uh, more eerie if you head more towards the caves and stuff and find mutant babies on the floor. That's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. No, I quite enjoyed the crafting and that, uh, especially it, it's on your own, it's not as much fun, I didn't find, but um, if you're playing with someone else, it is quite fun when you have to run away and scream like little girls. It's, um, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I played it and like I got attacked by one of those, like I don't know what they even are, like those things, mutant things. Well, and well, like, yeah, the like... main mutants, haven't you? And then you've got the giant spider mutants. Oh, I haven't met the spider mutants. Get money. It sounds scary. <laughs> you don't want to meet them. But I got like hit over the head and then dragged to some cave and woke up in there. I was like, what the hell? And then I escaped. But it was pretty pretty freaky. There's like loads of skulls and shit. You, you can actually get a flare gun if you do that. If you get yourself knocked out, when you wake up, if you turn right, I think it is, there's like a flare gun in there and it one-shots anything. Oh, really? Yeah, and... um. Also, the boat out in the sea, there's um, a flare gun hidden underneath the boat, so you have to swim underneath it whilst trying to avoid getting your limbs eaten by sharks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can get that. But the um, Also, there's actually an escalation process in the game as well. So um, the bigger your base gets, the the more, like, um, kind of, I don't know what it's called, tribe people come along. Yeah. And then, then when you get your base big enough, you actually end up with these mutants and they come above ground, because normally they're only in the caves. But when your base gets big enough, they start to emerge from the caves and actually attack you in full, like, waves and stuff. But um, it's only as you build, like, bigger, more kind of beefier oh, really? bases. Yeah, um, I never got quite to that point. I have met the mutant things and cried like a little girl. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're, it's basically like, um, they're like limb, loads of different limbs. So you'll find one that's got, like, four heads and then it's got, like, four arms on top of it and stuff. And they, they kind of... There's one that like walks around a bit like a spider and stuff, but um, yeah. I think I think one of them at least is um, that is deaf. So if you crouch, you can actually like walk around it. Like you can even pretty much walk against it, walk around <laughs> it. But um, so what you can do is try and arrow it to death, and then try not to get molested, um, which is actually quite hard to do because I tried it and died. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little um, it's a little buggy in some places because when I was playing with the uh, trip, we were like hiding on we were like building a base on the water and they can't 
cross over that, can they? They can't. They can't like go over water. No, they kind um, of freak no. out from it. You can see them like dancing around at the shoreline, like going <laughs> completely crazy. They're just they're just trying to catch a tan. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When when I first played, we built a little shack on the on the beach actually, but then we didn't realise it's actually a patrol route. So we ended up with like twenty of these tries people oh, just yeah. stood outside our house and we're like poking the door open. I'm like, nope, we're staying in here. <laughs> <laughs> and, like we went out to try to go to the fire and like literally they just run at you. And, like it's the first time you play it, it is quite freaky when you get um the like the leaper ones. So you know the ones that leap across the ground come at you. Yeah. They're they're quite um intimidating. So you get an axe and connect it to their face. But... See the problem I had, I was just I was always like a bit of a handicap to my team whenever I played it because I just keep getting killed, like trying to cut down trees. I always yeah. wondered whether you can be crushed by a tree that you cut down. I haven't tried it though. I believe you can. I think I did I did manage to do that. Imagine that take it, taking on a whole tribe surviving but like, yes, now I'm gonna cut the tree. Bang, dead. See I think I hit you trip with the tree once. Yeah possibly. <laughs> I spent like half an hour trying to kill a turtle once. Yeah, those turtles are pretty strong. And then I got good. I got the thing, I was like, what do I do with this? And then eventually found out you turn it into like a water bucket. When did it come out? It didn't actually come out in 2015, did it? It was like ages Forest. ago. Uh, no, I think the original beta was 14. Um, but but I, they're I played... still updating it, aren't they? I think so. I, I haven't actually played it in a couple of months now. I played it more towards uh, the kind of mid of 2015. It's a much better game with people. Yeah, it's um, it's very similar. Well, it's quite similar to Rust, but um, say Rust is a bit more involved. But yeah, uh, there's quite a lot of survival games out currently. But it's definitely good towards the horror genre. But I think after a while, it kind of wears off in that aspect. Like, I think like any game, you sort of like min max it, and then you like you sort of game it. It's like DayZ is a game where like after. Playing it for a few months, you know exactly where everything is and like how to get things quickly, and I don't know, it becomes a bit bit stale. But well, some zombie games still scare them. Yeah. Crap out you. Uh, there's there's a few. Even even on things like COD Zombies, I've had it where I've turned around zombie in the face and I've cried like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just got scream scream that. <laughs> but um, I think that happens with most games though. But like um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, I, it is horror, but I, I, it, I think it wears off very quickly. I think it has like a limit to what you can do in terms of like building and stuff. Like once you built your base, there's not much oh, else yes. to really. You can just sit there and cook rabbits all day. Yeah, which is fun, but like after a while, like you get a bit bored of cooking rabbits. Then you start, <laughs> then you start stab it, stabbing lizards and wearing their skin. Yeah, that's totally a sane thing to do. Oh, what I like as well is you can cut up the body parts of the tribe's people and then make totems out of them. I like the fact you can beat someone to death with their friend's foot. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most awesome thing ever. <laughs> like, literally kicking someone to death with their friend's foot. <laughs> but yeah, I It's think... pretty much a game made for, like, closet psychopaths, really. I think you can hold someone's head as well. Yeah. It would be awesome if you could, like, throw it in an arc and, like, get um, a basketball hoop. And try and play basketball with their heads. Now that would be awesome. That would be pretty good. You could actually you could try and do it kind of, you know, with the alpine trees, uh, yeah. treehouse. But try and like throw it in the hole for the treehouse door. 
and play basketball with their heads. Isn't that how football <laughs> was made? Wasn't it like pig's bladders or something? They just kicked a pig's bladder about. Yeah, originally, yeah. I can't imagine, I, all I can imagine when that was said though, that it would just make a mess if someone booted it too hard and you just end up with pig, pig's guts or whatever everywhere. Maybe that's half the fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a roulette who who, who it explodes on. Yeah. <laughs> right, should we go on to the next one? Um. So the next game is one Nijax played a lot, which is Dark Souls 2. Um. I played a bit of Dark Souls, but not as much as Nijax. He's like the Dark Souls like dude. Yeah, I was a little bit obsessed with that game. Um, when I originally first started playing the original Dark Souls, I actually only played it. I got stuck on the first boss, which is actually the Tutorial Island boss. Which isn't really a Tutorial Island, it's basically to make people hate the game within the first five <laughs> seconds. And like, you walk in a room and then this guy drops down, and I assumed that you had to try and beat him to death with a broken sword, which I didn't have much well luck with obviously and then um it's I, I rage quit the game didn't play it for like six months went back to it and then realized there's a door at the side you just run through and you run past him <laughs> six months that took me um but i played the original one for a, a long time um like fully completed that did the dlc and everything um and then the second one came out i played that one to absolute death and then they obviously brought out the scholar of the first sin last year and what was Which, the difference between them? Was that just graphically, or...? Um, no, Scroll of the First Sim basically took everything you knew about the game, turned it over and went, screw you, we're going to make this impossible. Um, it, 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 like, moved a lot of the enemy placements, put new enemies in places. Um, it made the Iron Keep just your worst nightmare ever, especially if you're trying to do, to do a fun run. There's basically, there's archers there with great bows. Right. And if the, if the great bow hits you, you get stunned and knocked back. Um, and you go flying. So what they decided to do was uh, put like 500 of them in the Iron Keep now. So if you try and do that area, you literally get knocked around like a rag there. Um, which, if you're doing a normal run, it's not too bad. Like, you've got a proper sword. Or what I've been doing lately is a, a thumb run, which was fists only with Ronda Rousey. Because, yeah, know, OP. And I got through most of the game fine, got to that area, and uh, I literally nearly had an aneurysm from trying to do that area. It, it's just <laughs> awful. Because I, I, I kill the enemies one by one, uh, the knight, and then as soon as I get in the open area, there's like two two bowsmen at the end. There's like two, I think two up, one up high, two big ones across uh, across from the bridge, and then another two at the end, and then one guy on the bridge. So you're looking at like seven archers to try and dodge. So I'm trying to fight one guy, and then I've got like six arrows flying at me, and it's just near impossible to do. And... So, I mean, this is why it's so popular, isn't it? Because it's a game where it's seriously hard compared to most modern games. Like, it... a lot of people seem to like it because it reminds them of, like, playing games in the 90s and stuff. I think the only game similar to it would be Ninja Gaiden, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think it's even that hard, uh, to be honest. But once you get going on Dark Souls, it's relatively easy. Um, your, your first run through, you're going to die a lot, especially when you're learning boss mechanics and stuff, like... Um... A lot of the time it's just learning when to parry and roll and, and, and once you get that down the game becomes a lot easier but like I said when you try to do more fun runs uh, it it becomes much more difficult. Well, well, the original Dark Souls 2 was I'll be honest quite easy once you learn it you could literally you could run past all the enemies whereas yeah. the Scholar of the First Sin they actually changed it so the enemies will pretty much follow you as far as you can go like they do eventually back off a bit but like they follow you so far 
Like, it's so, you can't really outrun them anymore. Whereas before, you could just sprint through each area and kind of ignore all the enemies and then just go straight to the boss. That That's not possible anymore, which... Yeah, it's, it's better, I suppose. It makes the game harder. But um, it means that a lot of the routes people learn, like me, don't work anymore. So you try to run past people and then just get gangbanged, and it's just... Yeah. I suppose that's good in a way, though, because if you're coming back to it, it's totally, totally different. It is. It it did change up the game quite a lot, which made me enjoy it a lot more, I'll be honest. Because um, it wasn't just, oh, I'll go in and just run through the whole game in like a couple of hours, which I, I could do. I got to the point where the game was so easy and like first nature to me, I could just run through it. Whereas Scholar of the First Sin, like it, like I said, it moved enemies. It made it even moved items as well. Like a lot of the items that were seen as um, a little bit OP early and stuff, they moved. And like you could get a ring that meant your max health didn't do blow. 75 percent oh which, wow uh they actually moved that they used to be by the dragon rider boss but what they actually did which i thought was quite cool they put a dragon in front of where the dragon rider boss is which was never in the game like there was this dragon was never in it before and if you actually try to run up to it then it just breathes fire and one shot you so what you have to do is get it to breathe fire and then run down the stairs and then run past it and then try and fight it but the problem is there's like seven Six or seven of these giant knights beforehand yeah uh, and yeah if you like i said if you try and run past them you then end up trying to fight a dragon and like seven of these knights and uh, <laughs> it's on a very small platform so um that doesn't go very well <laughs> jesus um, but it's good though that there's like lo- loads of little things like these um there's hide knights which are these white knights that don't attack you at all they just sit there and mind their own business but if you attack them then they will attack you back and then you normally find they continue to attack you every time you come up to them after that. But in the original game, uh, number two, um, once you killed them, that was it. You got their weapon and that was the end of it. They, they didn't respawn. But they've changed it in this one, so they're in this area. But they don't attack you till you kill the, the first boss in that area. Oh, right. And once you kill him, they then all aggro. So no matter what, whenever you run in that area, they will straight away attack you. So um, from a lore point of view, I, I assume that he's kind of seen as their leader as such i'm not sure it, it didn't really make sense to me in that sense but it, it's just little things like that it, they definitely made the game better with the update well that's good but, um i, I could literally talk about this game for hours on end <laughs> <laughs> um well, well let's it, go on to space engineers because i was thinking this one is one that you've played it haven't you trip a lot you've played well, it a lot and i've played well, it a little bit yeah, and, and I kept on inviting you to come play. When was this, though? I had, like, six weeks off gaming for a while. I literally didn't play games for six weeks. It was before, so six weeks. It was it. <laughs> Whoops. The Call of League yeah. of Legends. But let's not mention that name in this, this podcast. Um, Well, what did you like about Space Engineers? What was good about it? Plenty of things were good about it. Uh... I think it's. I think the most fun thing about it is is basically the um, the the amount of creativity that, and and the amount of thinking you need to do when when you when you build like a, a proper big spaceship. Like yeah. You really have to have to think about what what and how you are gonna do it. It's 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 it reminded me a little bit of. Um, 
of the time I was like playing around with redstone in Minecraft and making like the craziest things you could imagine. You know? <laughs> so what? Yeah, what, what, what kind of stuff can you do? Like, what what's it about? I mean, I know that you're in space, you can make things. I've only played it a bit, and that was, like, a couple of years ago, so it might be totally different now. Like, are there planets and things, or what, what can you yep. do? Yep. There are planets now, although I haven't managed to visit one yet. Oh. Because they're, like... Well, at least in the in the world respawning, and that we were playing, it was, it was like, oh, this world is seems to be pretty close to to us and then we actually travel like like 20 20,000 miles or something to towards towards the planet and you're sitting there like this thing isn't getting any bigger this is maybe a little <laughs> bit further away than we first thought but then we just went back because it was like yeah okay we we need to build like a, a better spaceship with more things in it that we can like use along the way and not just like a little scout ship oh. but as for what you can do and make in the game, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what you can actually possibly do. I know that there is a program, a programmable block in it. I haven't used that yet, but I do know it's like you can write your own code that can be used in game in C. What? Really? So I'm pretty sure you can do probably almost anything in that game, to be honest. Wow. I mean, I don't see that many limits to what you can do with it how? i did manage to find out how to how to make automatic doors that's a thing because <laughs> holy shit that can annoy me like every time having to press that tiny little button <laughs> is certainly that's that's one of the problems well one of the not really a problem but it's one of the things i think they should take a look at when you have all these buttons in the game there's plenty of if you have like if you have like a, a a big button behind smaller buttons, then you then need to use those smaller buttons. It it, it more <laughs> often than not it happens that it clips to the big button instead, and you're kind of like struggling to press that little button. So it's like so, button inception. Yeah, it needs to be. I think it needs to. They need to take a look at that or something. I don't know. But other than that, it's like I don't know. We haven't played far enough yet to really say oh you can do all these things in the game but i mean from what we've played so far it seems pretty pretty endless to me i'm gonna have to try that out a bit more i do feel bad that we didn't play play with you i need to get that going space engineers i mean it does look quite good i mean for, from what i played before i did enjoy it but before when i played it they didn't have as much stuff in it so i hadn't really yeah, and, they, they have added a lot of stuff uh, since you played it. How many people can you have on a server as well? Is it only four? Uh, no, that's because I got shitty internet that there's only four. Okay. I think you can have up to eight, isn't it? I'm not sure. I, I may be wrong on that. I've, I um... think it might be more, to be honest. Well, I, haven't I haven't really played multiplayer servers. I haven't actually played the game, but I've seen a few videos on it. But um, what, what you can do, like... Uh, it, especially with multiple people, looks insane to me. It does look very good from a, a multiplayer aspect. Yeah, it's just like the, pro the like the only problem that I, I I feel with the game right now is that the performance, like it it really has some serious performance issues. Mm. 
when you like you have a pretty good PC as well, don't you? Yeah, but it's still it's it tends to lag. Uh, I think that's often. happening with quite a large majority of games at the moment, where um even a fairly decent PC can't handle some games at the moment. You you really need to go like above and beyond. Um, which yeah. it's pretty crazy because um even with um games like with Black Ops when I first got it, I had a pretty decent PC, but the only thing dropping me down was kind of my graphics card. Which wasn't terrible, but um, I, I could only run the game at like two FPS, <laughs> and then um, as soon as I bumped that up to a, a GTX 970, um, everything run 60 frames, no no problem. But I, I had to do that, otherwise I couldn't play it. But whereas every other game I could play fine. Have you I tried think... playing Star Citizen? I believe they're kind no, of bad optimizing. Star yeah, Citizen it... is so poorly optimized. But I think quite a few games are for PC now. Like, um, unless it's literally a, a PC exclusive, then I, I think yeah, some that's... ports are, are fairly bad. Oh, ports are really that's, bad. That's what you get with ports. Did you but... hear about the Batman game? Oh yeah, I, there was loads of bad they, press they had on to that. Take that, that crazy. They, they had to take it off Steam and Did like they? reimburse everyone, and then they had to re-release it. Wow. That's how bad that was. Jesus. I think the same thing happened with um, I don't know if they took it off Steam, but the that Assassin's Creed Unity game a few like a year or two ago. Like yeah, I think I saw quite a few bad reviews about that. Uh, I I think that was also with people not enjoying the game as well. Um, I think it was um, people said it was it was quite dull. I kind but... of feel with Assassin's Creed though that the the best Assassin's Creed they made were the was the ones with actual pirate boats and you could do piratey stuff. And since then, I mean Black Flag. Yeah, Black Flag and Rogue, they were both, like, you had a pirate ship, and they... There's, that there's really... one called Rogue? Yeah. I've never heard of that Assassin's Creed, ever. No, yeah, it's on, um, it's on PC, it was, it was released at the same time as Assassin's Creed Unity, but it, I think it came out on, like, the PS3, and Unity came out on the PS4, or something like that. But it's exactly, the, it's just very similar mechanics to Black Flag, but it's... I quite like the story. You're the, you're a guy that's who's an assassin at the beginning, and then you sort of become a Templar, and it's okay. a bit of a weird one, but I quite liked it. That's quite good. Um, that was pretty cool. But should we go to the next game? Yeah. Um. So the next game, this is one me and Trit haven't played. Although we might have experience with the other ones, but. That would be Halo 5, which you've played a bit of, Nijax. I have indeed. I, I, um, I especially bought uh, an Xbox One just for that exact game. Wow. Um, That's some dedication. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been playing Halo since Halo 1 originally. Uh, used to play, I have like little LAN parties around my mate's house. We used to play like Switch Korean as well. Um, play that game endlessly. Um, Halo 2 I played for three or four years. Like religiously every day absolutely love the game love the storyline it's like, a weird one because like because you're a bit younger than me i think halo was your golden eye like for, yeah. for my generation it was like golden eye and halo was like i didn't get into a- halo absolutely much, but absolutely halo was like the same thing halo was definitely the shooter for me um absolutely loved it um i i, I literally bought every halo as soon as it came out i, I even bought the Xbox 360, I waited till Halo 3 came out for that as well. Um, it's the only reason I bought it. <laughs> um, but as it time went on, I, I don't really play shooters as much for the multiplayer, just as I've got older. But um, yeah. I, I really enjoy the Halo story, because obviously I've followed it since the start. 
and um, I, I just really love the campaign. Um, I mainly bought Halo 5 to, to play the campaign and see like where the story is going. But was um, I'll be honest, I was quite disappointed. Um, yeah, the multiplayer fun. seemed very... It, it just seemed repetitive. I don't know whether it's because of the, the enemies. I, I just didn't really enjoy it. Um, I still played it through, completed it. And then the ending was, for me, really mediocre. They, they left it on quite a, a cliffhanger. But it, to me, it kind of felt like half a story. And... Um, they kind of left it open, which I know they obviously want to keep people wrapped in, so they want to get the next one. But it it just felt very half-assed to me, like they just mainly concentrated on the multiplayer and kind of left the campaign out, really. Um, which disappointed me, really, because a lot of people are big Halo fans because of the campaign as well as the multiplayer. Well, I heard the campaign was really short. Um, incredibly. They cut a lot of the like on the multiplayer, a lot of the online stuff out that they had in Halo Four and before that. Um, was what I'd heard, like a lot of the game modes and stuff weren't there. Yeah, when I, I did play online, um I didn't play that much multiplayer, like I said, I'm not as big into the multiplayer as I used to be. I did play a bit of it. Um there is a new game mode though, to be fair. Um they they did cut a lot of the older stuff. Like you haven't got as many game modes. But they've got a new one which is um Warzone, I think it's called. Which is um it's quite good. It's like it's mass battle. Um I can't exactly remember now how many people it is per team it might be 10 or more per team and it's like big massive maps and um what you do it's a, a very weird system you start off with um you, you go up levels as you kill people and as, a, as the game goes on and then you basically unlock every time you unlock a level you can actually get loadouts yeah so you start off everyone starts out with either an assault rifle and i think assault rifle and a pistol and then when you get to like level three you can then use a battle rifle oh. but you have to go to the loadout point get a battle rifle and then after you get a certain amount of points, you can buy packs, which um, a little bit oh, like dear. FIFA kind of. You can you can pay for them, but you but you can get the packs through points from playing the games, which is fine. So yeah. um, I did that. Played quite a few games. I think you need um, like ten thousand points or something like that to get gold packs. So you get a gold pack, um, and then you get like you can get quite good items from it. So you can get like um, ghosts, uh, scorpion tanks, uh, wraiths, banshees. All the weapons, Spartan laser. You can also get a random weapon. So you, if you use that, then as soon as you spawn, you'll spawn with just a random weapon of whatever level that random is. So um, it, it's it's quite good. So the better you do in the game, the faster your level goes up. But um, it it resets after each game. Oh. So like it's that game specific. So you always start off at level one, and it, it's basically so. It, the better you do, so if someone gets quite a few kills, they get to level three quicker, then they can get the battle rifle. Uh, then they can start killing people with that, get more points, and like when you get to like, level six, um, I think you can get also get the Mantis, which is um, uh, if you've played Metal Gear, like if you haven't played Halo, um, if you ever played Metal Gear, the Mantis from that is a little bit like that as well. Oh, cool. Um, and it's really strong, like really, really strong. But you have to, I think it's level eight you need for that, which I've only ever seen one person ever get it, because it, it just you can't really get it till very end of the game, pretty much. So can you, like, I mean, what, one of my problem with, like, shooters at the moment is that I don't feel that they've evolved enough, because I know with, like, the biggest evolution for me in shooters was, like, probably Bad Company 2 Battlefield, where you, uh, on, yeah, like, on, on that, you had a couple of things that haven't really been done to the same level since, so you could blow holes through walls, destroy buildings, make them fall down, and that was one of the 
kind of I don't know if it was the first game at all, but it was one of the one of those games where you could really rank up um, over a long period of time to unlock items and stuff. I mean, it didn't have like any ranked mode, but it definitely like made you want to play more. Yeah, I think Battlefield was its own beast, really, um, because it, it it thrived on being a realistic shooter, which obviously meant you you could blow up houses, you could blow up walls, like pretty much everything was interactive. Like you could just interact with anything whatsoever. You could just run up to a building, put a C4 on, and blow someone up on the other side of it, um, which was amazing. And obviously, you had helicopters, you've got jets, everything. Um, for me, I, like you, I absolutely love that game. Bad Company Two was amazing. Um, it's the last good one. Uh, yeah, um, I kind of agree. To be honest, it, it it was. I play that game so much. Um, absolutely, like I used to just fly the helicopter all the time because I loved it. <laughs> well, we but, um, we could use it as a segue into uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three because a segue. Yeah, because I never I never heard that turn of phrase before. A segue. Have you never heard that? Is no. maybe it's an American? Is it segue? I think yeah. Segue. I I, I think you're probably saying the wrong word here. I'm sure it's Segway. <laughs> I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Transition would be a better word. Okay, we'll, we'll go with transition. But anyway, what interlinks with Black Ops 3 is that my issue with the fall, in my view of Battlefield, is that they tried to copy Call of Duty too much, which is a shame because what was nice that made them both unique was that they were different. Um, but we'll go on to Call of Duty Black Ops 3... Because Nijax has played this one quite a lot and he's a fan. Me yeah. and Trip are probably both quite <laughs> negative about Call of Duty. So, um, should we start off with it then? I mean, you know, you've you've obviously played it a fair bit. Um, yeah. Um, I stopped at like Call of Duty it? 4. I, I, um, <laughs> I, play, I played the previous Call of Duties a lot. Because um, I, I used to be a console gamer. So I, I played all the previous CODs on, on console. Yeah. Um, up to I I used to spam them constantly. I played uh, like the previous Black Ops. I played all on console. Um, absolutely loved them. I, I used to play multiplayer a lot. Um, as I got older, same as Halo, kind of went off multiplayer on that. But the thing I, I've really enjoyed about Black Ops is zombies, and the same thing with Black Ops Three. I actually bought Black Ops Three solely for zombies. So what um, is zombies? What is this? Zombies involves um, basically rounds and waves of zombies trying to absolutely annihilate you um and you've got like um you all start off in one room when you can play multiplayer with three other people um and you've basically got wall buys for weapons so you can run run up to if they say there's a weapon on the wall it'll tell you it costs 500 points every game you start off with 500 points and when you shoot a zombie you get points so you get 10 points for it in lem um and if you like get a headshot you get 100 100 points and okay. with with the points you can actually open up areas so you start off in one room and there'll be a door in the room so you can run up to that, and that'd be, let's say, a thousand points to open. So a thousand points, you go from that, you open up another area. There'd be more guns on the walls, and it, it originally the original zombies, it, it was basically just that. It was just trying to survive as long as you could, buying the guns off the wall, um, killing the zombies, and just trying to run around and survive. But with um, Black Ops 3, they've really gone up a level, to be honest. Um, not not just even in the zombies mode. Um, they've actually brought out a campaign separate from the main campaign which is it's called nightmare and it's okay. actually, it's actually a campaign in itself to do with zombies about um the world during basically a zombie virus that has kind of erupted the world's kind of gone into a bit of chaos and they've actually made safe zones that are protected and is it um, single player that campaign you can play multiplayer you can play co-op okay um, 
I haven't done that yet. I've, I've only played the single, but you, you can play co-op. Um, and it's quite good. You have set characters you play. Um, obviously, because it's a, a proper campaign, you play a story. Um, and the people you play are basically um, enhanced humans, like with cybernetics. All right. Um, which is quite awesome. Um, I haven't actually got to the part where it explains why and how this came about, but you can like they can jump from massive heights and not take any full damage. Um, same as in the multiplayer, they've got like jetpacks and stuff. But um, the whole story, as it goes, is that someone's trying to basically break down and take down all the safe areas and like get everyone infected. And it's basically you play through that whole campaign of trying to stop that happening. And um, I, I quite enjoyed that, the fact that not only one campaign, they've got two campaigns in it. So for people like me that really enjoy the zombie aspect, you, you've got that on top of it. So to be honest, with, with Black Ops 3, you've got so much in there. You've got the main campaign, you've got multiplayer, you've got zombies, you've got nightmare mode. And um, just in zombies itself, you can play that endlessly. The, the new mode uh, is called Shadows of Evil. Yeah. And that in itself, just as a zombie mode, it is, is like a story entirely. Um, you play four set characters. That, uh, uh, you've got a burlesque uh, dancer, you've got a cop, a magician, and a boxer. Okay. And each round you begin, each person is one of those, so you, you don't get to choose, it's just random each time you play. And uh, there's actually four areas for them in each in each game. Um, and what it is, they've basically been put there by a, a guy called the Shadow Man. Right. And... Um, what you've got to try and do is do these rituals, and there's a ritual in each area for each person. And uh-huh. um, you find an item. So, like the first one is a fountain pen, which is to do with a magician. And if you go to his um, ritual area, and you put that on the table, and you also get, have a, a ritual object, which is an, an orb, you use that to start the ritual, and you actually end up sacrificing his old assistant. Mm. And then when you do that, you get this thing called a gateworm, and you have to collect these to then open up the pack a punch machine. But right. that, that, that's just one aspect of it. But the you can basically play the game normal if you want. You could just do rounds and waves of zombies and just kill them. But eventually you get to the point where they just overrun you. But like, um, there's loads of little Easter eggs in the game for getting like a, a lightning sword and and just uh, getting a, a pack a punch gun that basically makes wormholes and stuff like that. And th- there's just so much content, even just in the zombie mode. It's just I mean, it's un- a very unreal. it's a very controversial game because. Um... As you mentioned earlier about the uh, the optimization of ports and things like that, yeah. Um, for example, the review, the user reviews on Steam are like sixty percent positive, um, and from looking at all the like comments, it's mainly because of the optimization. Um, yeah, I think the problem I think there the is thing, which which is. It is. So that was my main issue. I, I, I read up a lot on it, and everyone was saying bad optimization. But as soon as I upgraded my graphics card, um, it runs perfectly fine. So mm-hmm. I think I think the main problem is. I mean, there, there probably is some memory leakage in it. Um, but you you need quite a, high, a decent graphics card. Um, like I said, I, I bought a GTX 970, and uh, since then it's been fine. But to be honest, that not everyone can buy like a 250 pound graphics card. So, I mean, you'd recommend it to someone that's got a decent decent card, definitely. Yeah, anyone that's got a decent decent setup, I think it's mainly the graphics that is the issue. Uh, so, if you've got yeah. a decent graphics card, play it. it. It's a really good game, really fun. If you don't enjoy the multiplayer, just for the zombies mode, it's it's the closest thing. The, the last proper zombie game we had, really, was Left 4 Dead, in my opinion. And 
I think yeah. Black Ops Zombies is kind of the, the closest thing we're going to get at the moment. Um, I really enjoy it. Anyone that enjoys zombie games and even like waves types of, type of games where you have to kill in waves. Um, very fun. Or even if you just enjoy multiplayer like Call of Duty in general. Um, and campaign as well. Um, obviously you've got two campaigns to play so people that like story orientated games and stuff. But mm-hmm. with, a, with an FPS kind of front then there's definitely a lot of good points to it. There obviously is a bad point with if you've got a bad graphics card you can't really play it. But anyone that's got a decent setup definitely recommend it. Cool. Well, I think next we've got two more things actually because I wanted to. There's a little thing I wanted to add on actually just to talk about at the end, um, which I don't know if Trit knows much about it, but we we can talk about this after the next game. But um, I really want to have a little brief chat about the like new Final Fantasy and the Final Fantasy VII remake because that shit's got me going crazy. Um, <laughs> but what we'll do next is talk about um tomb raider not the not the one that's coming out because it hasn't come out yet but the one before it was like a revamped version of tomb raider that i played a bit of tritz played a bit of uh, it's not a revamped version well i i have witnessed it being played by my by my partner cool so you have witnessed the horror <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I, I was mainly distracted by League of Legends, so I only experienced some of it. But from what I did see, it made absolutely zero sense. <laughs> yeah, if if anyone wants to waste large portions of their life in a game, play League of Legends. It's a good yeah. way to lose much Must time. Say, you can lose everything: time, yeah. food, friends. It's not good. <laughs> it's still fun, but you just gotta. Not play it too much. <laughs> right. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Well, like I said, I only played it for a brief period of time. And I kept getting told by other people, like, oh, you should play it longer. It's like, it should gets better. Should we give a bit of background to this, trip? Like, you, you've, you've, played, you've played all the Tomb Raider, yeah. haven't you? So you're a massive fan of the series. Well... I don't know if I could say I'm a massive fan, but I am a fan of this type of games. I always have yeah. been, and I have played all the previous Tomb Raider games for exactly of what they were. They were, in essence, they were they were puzzle games. Yeah. In a, in a and they were pretty challenging at times, mm. and they had they had a little bit of shooting going on on the side as well. So it was like some sort of action puzzle game. It, it was just it was just a, it was a brilliant mix in my opinion. Yeah, I, I loved the old Tomb Raider games as well. I thought they were really fun, like working stuff out and yeah, missioning about. But uh, the like the thing is, before I played the 2013 Tomb Raider version, I had played uh, up until uh, which one was it? Let me look it up. Underworlds or Legend. Mm. Yeah, the, I believe it was Legend, like the first okay. one on the new engine. Was Legend a remake of the original no. or something? No. No, no, no. You got the anniversary. It was oh, anniversary, right. Apparently a remake. I, I'm not sure if it's completely I think authentic. it's a mix of a remake and adding. I don't know. I've, I've got anniversary. I didn't I haven't played it for a while. But... It's been uh, a very, very long time since I played the actual first Stone Raider, so... 
I can't really remember anymore if it's actually authentic. But that being said, I played through all these games. Yeah. I I enjoyed them all very very much. Like they were all pretty good in their own. Some were a bit more difficult than the others. I would I would say that uh, I think the the diff the most difficult one of the ones I've I've played since the new engine was probably Anniversary. Okay. That was the most challenging one of of all the the ones I played. But they were all they were all pretty good in their own anyway. But and then and then I was like, okay, so now that I got the whole background of Tomb Raider going, now I can go in and play <laughs> Tomb Raider 2013. Yeah. And with that, well, let me just. I think the best word to describe is well, not really a word. Okay. I think the best way to describe it was like, what the actual fuck is this? Like that's that was my first impression. Like, what okay. is this? So I'm ripped to pieces. I'm in some filthy place in the water. I'm a scared little girl, apparently. Yeah. Uh, not? not really consistent with like everything that came before there, but whatever. I suppose what they're trying to do because it, it's a re. I, th I think it yeah. could be the origins really, wasn't it? It was meant to be yeah, when she was like younger she and becomes... she she kind of first started out. Which would kind of make sense why she's a bit more scared and not as yes. experienced. I know. So I took, I, I just let that one slide. So I was like, okay, so fair enough. But then, then, then it's when, then, like after you get out of this, this weird little place with all the crazy stuff going on around you. So then that's when, that's when the, the that's when the real stuff starts to happen. So first thing, I believe that, that I came across was like hunting. Oh, you need to actually hunt for food to to like satisfy your hunger. I was like, okay, this is cool. That's something. That's okay. It might I like be a solid this. Story. Yeah, I suppose. I haven't played the book story. So. <laughs> it's good but I was like, okay, that's that's fine. But then I'm just gonna say that nowhere else in the game you ever need to eat. Like that—that that was it. Well, is that only in one section? Yeah, that was just one thing. Oh, you need to eat because, like, it didn't make any sense at all. Uh, it also has a crafting and stuff and all that kind of stuff. But like, the only thing I can say about that is that it feels empty as fuck. Like, there's literally <laughs> nothing to it. Absolutely yeah. nothing. It's completely pointless. And <laughs> from that point on, the game basically descends into. Um, I think the best, yeah, I think you probably say like it's, it descends into a Gears of War style of gameplay where you could literally just put a name on that game. You could yeah. call it, you could, you could call it shoot, shoot Raider 2013. Nobody would care. <laughs> like it wouldn't make any difference. Like it was just a, uh, it was just like a generic third person shooter from that point on. It was I did. very disappointing. I did feel the same. I mean, when when I played it, I got got bored very quickly because, I mean, I I guess there was puzzle solving, but it wasn't really puzzles. It what was puzzle like, solving? Well, exactly. It was a lot like um, if you play like a third person shooter, and it's like you're, I don't know, like even even something like I don't know Elder Scrolls or something even where you like you'll open a gate or something, or you'll, like, push something along or something like that. It's really basic 
puzzles that aren't yeah. really puzzles. They're like just um, a very obvious like breadcrumb trail of things to do. Yeah, and um, as far as I know, you don't actually need to solve them either to progress. Like that was this. That's another major difference with everything that came before. You actually needed to solve the puzzles, but you didn't you have to solve is, anything. Do you think this is to do with how games are evolving, though? That like they're simplifying them for people because they feel that's what people want. I think that's a very patronizing way to I approach things. I agree with you, but I mean. It's something we've seen in most games. It's why you have the extre- other extreme of games like Dark Souls, right? Because people are complaining that, in a way, games are being dumbed down. But even Dark Souls, to an extent, is getting easier. I think, well, from what I've heard, especially with number three, I think it's meant to be getting easier. Um, but I suppose with Dark Souls, like once you get the basic formula, it makes it. Well, it's kind of easy. It's just about. Well, I think let me is... let me put it this. Let me just put it this way. Uh, so I had this argument with someone before that 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 basically told me well that was his this was his argument right so that well they can't really do that thing because the game didn't uh, wouldn't sell uh, well enough otherwise and and that that's like a non-argument like Tomb Raider is one of the best-selling franchises of the entire history of games on computers like there's was it made was it made by the same company though. Uh, it was. Out, I believe or... it was made by the same company that made the previous ones. Okay. I'm not sure. I think it was. Right. They 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 quite they they changed companies quite a lot in the history of the game. But I believe it was made by the same people that Dynamics made. Or something? Yeah, I believe they yeah they made they made Underworld as well. I believe. Underworld was good. I liked that. Yeah, Underworld was fun. It wasn't as challenging as the previous ones, though. That was the least challenging one, I think, in the world. But it was—it it didn't matter. Like it was—it was still, it was still, like it wasn't Teamwork. like you would stand there for hours trying to figure something out. It was more, more like a little bit more casual in its approach. Yeah. But it wasn't—it wasn't to say it wasn't that at the point where you go like, okay, this is like, oh, you jump here, you jump there. Oh, there we go, we solved it. Like it wasn't <laughs> like that either. You, you had to like try a few things out, but it wasn't like overly, overly challenging at the same time either. I, I didn't mind it too much. I thought it was a more simplified version. But I mean, if you if you don't take if you come from all those games you just played, I, yeah. I literally played them one at a time, just like following. The, I started with the oldest one that I've picked out, and then I went up the ladder until 2013. And if you play all those games in a row, and you then come to Tomb Raider 2013, you're like, this is, this is worthless. Like this is a worthless game. <laughs> like it's uninspired. But I think that's what I I wonder is whether because I found this that like, the games I look forward to every year, kind of. <laughs> they're all getting a bit stupid now. It's like. The get the games I'm most excited about, like in the next few years, is like the Final Fantasy VII remake, Shenmue Three, which is a sequel to some games that came out on the Dreamcast. Um, maybe Star Nostalgia. Citizen. But yeah, but like, and I love like you know I love old JRPGs for example and turn-based RPGs, and they just don't really make them as much. I mean, there there was Tales of Asteria. But, um... I think they've tried to evolve it too much because I'm the same as you. I, I prefer yeah. turn-based and active. Um, exactly. 
So for me, like it's like in the Final Fantasy series, for me, kind of ten was the last decent one in my eyes. I agree. Because after that, they just kind of completely changed everything up, and I, I know they want to try and evolve the game a bit, but don't change what works and what's been like a major part of the franchise for such a long time. Well, that's um, what's been such a shame. I mean, I think you know well, that's we... that's a problem with uh, Tomb, Raider, Tomb Raider as well. Uh, I mean, but I suppose I've... Tomb Raider wasn't made for you. It was made for because it's a reboot. It's made for some new generation. For, yeah, new generation suppose, of kids, not us. But I think what's stupid and about that is that when you actually look at the ages of gamers now. I think the average age is around like 30 or something stupid like that. Something you really don't expect. And actually, the thing is with people sort of getting older who are gamers, like they're still playing games. They're still interested in them. Well, it's a, to, it's a generation thing. The generation before yeah, me didn't cause... play games. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you've grown up did. with it, though, that's, that's, that's the difference. People yeah. that have grown up with it are going to continue. Like, I've been playing games since I was five. Same. So, I'm I'm probably going to be playing games for the rest of my life. Yeah, but, I mean, I but think that's people like, well, my my dad, to be honest, even him, he, he plays games and that like mm. every now and then, not not to the extent that we do, but uh, he kind of got involved with PCs like when they first came out and then start. But he plays stuff like he does a lot of flight simulators and stuff like that. But yeah. even to even to that sense, it, I think uh, our generation is when it kind of first kind of really started coming in and becoming normal place for for people to play games a lot um i think it's just going to continue i think more and more people as time goes on are going to be gamers and i think it'd just be a commonplace thing but i think that's why the the for example the indie scene's quite good because it it's slowly bringing back the popularity of things that gamers want but well uh, actually the indie have been getting you know uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just add to that. I think the indie scene has basically proven how wrong a lot of these oh, companies yeah. are. Like that there Which is, is good, a market though. potential there. That there is, is people that want to play these uh, games. There was an indie game I played, which was called uh, Miner Dig Deep, and it yeah. was so simple. You just played this little little guy, the little miner, and all you do is you mine down and mine gems, and then you come back up and you upgrade your pickaxe and you can get a. Uh, a grappling hook and like build ladders and stuff like that and like that was really simple but i played that so much and I actually you can complete it as well if you get to the very bottom and you get a giant diamond and um i maxed everything out and i played that constantly and my mate even bought it and we played it and it was just a little indie game that someone had made and i think it costs like a pound pound one pound fifty and yeah. i really enjoyed that more than some of the like 40 pound titles i've bought just because it was such a simple concept but it was it was really enjoyable also, I mean, yeah. so, some of the more, like, you know, a, a good example, I mean, I don't know how good it's going to be. I'm, I've been in the alpha and all that rubbish for ages and played it now and again, which is Star Citizen. I mean, I've got a lot of questionable views on its, uh, the way it monetizes stuff at the moment, to be perfectly honest. Um, but that game shows, you know, for, that's the highest funded, um, that that's the highest funded Kickstarter slash game by the public ever. Um, uh, well, um, but you can't you can't really. I, I mean, Star Citizen. I know I know quite a few things about Star Citizen, but I I don't I don't really consider Star Citizen to be like a full 
flat out in the title because no. like the people that work for it and the people that work on the game itself are not exactly like random indie developers that just managed to make a decent game like all yeah. these people have a pretty big history with making games plus i mean the funding is like in general it's like miles above any other indie developer can possibly dream of but i mean the the funding right the, for this game i mean having a look at the stretch goals now 65 million yeah like that's that's incredible but the 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 point i was going to make about star citizen was the fact that because they've done it public funded right space games died you know after games like x-wing and stuff like that came out when i was a kid i played x-wing and tie fighter and stuff on the pc on windows 95 like a lot of companies felt that like space based games in terms of like flying your own ship and stuff was like just not gonna sell for like 10 15 20 years and this has proven a kickstart campaign granted with quite a lot of backing probably like they've probably got some a lot of companies involved and stuff as well but to for it to do that well um i think i think it's what i like about the indie scene is that it's not that you necessarily call it indie but like stuff like kickstarter is forcing things back into the gaming space because uh people do want it and it's a way in which they can show that there's a demand for it you, you know without you know big companies kind of you know ignoring it I suppose the only way the only way to the only way to show it is to vote with your wallet really yeah. it's the only Apparently. way it's, there's no other way you just need to vote with your wallet that's the honest, only thing I think they need to go back to basics with a lot of the game I think going back to how a lot of the the games used to be yeah it is quite a good idea um I know I spoke with you guys about this before but um like you say about kickstarters and and then developers like um with old games even like Spyro and stuff like that yeah, but uh, there was a guy who, who was doing a HD full remake of Spyro, and he actually finished um, the the opening world from the first Spyro, and, and it looked beautiful. Even Spyro looked absolutely amazing, wow. and they they actually shut him down. Why? Um, because they don't. Was want... he trying to monetize it? Or... Well, no, he, he was just working on it as his own little project, and they shut it down. Um, I think he might have had a Kickstarter for it, but um that they didn't want him to continue and apparently he's not the only person they've done it to multiple people have tried to start up a hd remake of like things like spyro and crash bandicoot yeah and they, they just get instantly shut down um it was originally insomniac i think owned it but i think i think someone else owns it now well and, i heard um, that someone's trying to make a hd remake in the unreal 4 engine of uh, metal gear solid 1 but that's going to get slammed because it's konami who are the worst company in the world See, I, I would I would buy that instantly because Metal Gear Solid One to me was just absolutely incredible. Um, to be honest, I don't really know a game like it. I, I know you have got like Metal Gear Solid Two and Three, but to me, number one, the way that was played out with the above view, oh, it, it was just it, Bird's Eye was just amazing. It, the whole story as well. I actually went back a couple of years ago and played it, and I didn't realize how awful the graphics were. Have you um, played? The, there was a GameCube remake. No, I haven't played that one actually. I've I've still got the original disc for the PS One, the the bulk case with the three discs. Check out the 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 GameCube remake. It does look a bit better. I know I know on one of the Metal Gear Solids, you, you have a flashback and you get to play the first one in like HD. I think it is. Or might be the original. 
graphics. I don't know. Oh. Um, I don't know which one it is. Whether it's number is that four. That's not about Gear Solid Four. There's like a bit it where might you be. kind of go back to Shadow Moses or something. Yeah, something like that, and you get to experience something one and two again. But I know they did do um a collection which I think had number two, three, and four on it. Yeah, they um, did a HD remake. Yeah, two and three. I was just really gutted they didn't do number one because. I just absolutely love that, like especially the bit with Sniper Wolf as well. I think that would be awesome in HD. I think they will. I think, to be honest, because Konami have got rid of um, Kojima, they will probably just remake like the original games with the new engine. Is awesome, my guess because they've said they're making more Metal Gear, and the only thing that will sell, in my opinion, without Kojima, will be remakes because. Yeah. Well, honestly, all the franchises are doing it. You've got things like um, Gears of War, they, they did a, an anniversary edition, you've got uh, the Halo one, which yeah. has got all, all the old Halos, but, which is actually really awesome, because you play it with the new graphics, which there is a huge difference, it's, it's so amazing, like, it's a complete yeah. like, rebuild-up. But you can actually press the back button, and it goes back to the old graphics, <laughs> and it's, it's amazing, you can just switch seamlessly while you're playing, and just switch back and forth between the old and the new, that is and, pretty and cool. just the texture difference. It's incredible, especially if you were one of the people that originally played it. And you look at it and you see the difference and you're just like, Jesus, this this looked amazing when I played it. And it, it's just, it's crazy. Um, well, isn't it mad? I mean, like, I think Metal Gear 1's, like, quite a funny one to look at. Like, it actually looks appalling if you try and look at it now. <laughs> it's, but just, like, it's just blurs of colour. <laughs> yeah, but when you played it, it, it didn't look like that. Do you no, know what I mean? Because it, you it have... looked amazing. Because you had so much more imagination to the game, because you you weren't used to like amazing graphics. It was much more like, I don't know, like there was an imaginative side to it. It's weird. I even remember when um I think Spyro Three that came out, and I was like, oh my god, these graphics are incredible, <laughs> and like, like they were compared to the first one. It got a lot better, but like, it, even now it's like, it w- it would make your eyes bleed now. To what it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just um, it's madness to be honest, absolute madness. And even even stuff like on like Game Boy and that like the original Pokemon and that, you look at oh, that yeah. to now and like when you were battling and stuff, it was literally just like little pixel blocks and that was like, <laughs> it's like yeah that's Pidgey, it's just it's just a <laughs> it's bunch of little madness. blocks and it's it's just crazy absolute madness. So speaking of old school games, I reckon we should finish with talking about um, the Final Fantasy VII remake. And maybe Final Fantasy Fifteen, because similar to you, like buying a Xbox for um, Halo, I will probably buy a PlayStation Four just on the basis of the Final Fantasy Seven remake and maybe Final Fantasy Fifteen. See, I, I not only did that with Halo, by the way, um, I actually bought a PS3 solely to get the uh, Final Fantasy Ten HD remake as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that as well. But that that was. For me, uh, Final Fantasy X was my favourite out of all the Final Fantasy. Was it? I, I played that to absolute death. Um, I probably had 400 hours. See, maybe that's a generation thing as well. Because I, I, I grew up with... The first Final Fantasy game I played was 8, and then I played 7, and 9. See, um, I played 9, then I played 10, and then mm. I played 7. Uh. Um, and 7 was good, but I, I, I still, for me, it goes 10, 9, and then 7. I, I bet I, the graphics felt really dated going from ten to seven. Um, it wasn't too bad to be honest, because I, I I played nine a lot. Um, nine to me was really underrated. I don't think as many people played nine, but 
Nine story wise and gameplay was incredible. Really, really good. And it I has liked the, Nine. It has I... the best Final Fantasy character ever in it. Vivi. He is pretty cute. Vivi is just <laughs> the number one Final Fantasy character ever. Overall. Just full See, stop. Seven and eight were my were my favourites. But I I did like ten a lot and nine was nine was good. Nine nine was it was unique. It was its own thing, I felt. I think the cutscenes in in ten were just incredible. Just, yeah. Like, but how um, do you feel about this remake? Seven. Have you, I, have I, you heard much about it? Uh, yeah, I have. I've, I've seen pictures as well and uh, a couple of screenshots and that. And I, I'm not sure whether I'll get it. I'll be honest. Um, I, I love Final Fantasy, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure on it. It, it does look incredible, but I, I'll, I'll wait and see. I'll be honest. Um, like I said, it, it wasn't my favourite. If they did it for nine, I'd, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Nine, nine was on the PS One. Nine was my favourite. Nine was incredible. I, I have played eight as well, but I, I, I was only on the first disc on eight. I, I kind of got bored of eight. Um, I never... eight's probably one of my favourites. I'd say I, it's my favourite. But I couldn't get into it. Just didn't get into it. It's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> like I, I loved it because it was kind of weird, and I mean, I didn't like. It had like two separate storylines going on, like one set in the past or something, and that was a bit weird. Um, but I quite, I didn't really like that aspect of it. But it was still probably my favorite. But it was my first Final Fantasy, so that's probably. Well, I'm, at the moment, I'm actively going back and playing the old ones. Um, but currently, I'm playing Final Fantasy IV, <coughs> which I've almost completed, um, just on the last set of bosses now, and um, that that's really enjoyable actually. The update on that, the graphics update on that, and which um, one's that? Three or four? Four. Um, it's got a sequel to it as well, I think. Yeah, I was gonna buy it, but um, there was really bad reviews about it. Um, oh, really? So I, I kind of kind of feigned away from that. Um, but I looked at number three as well. Final Fantasy three, that looked very good. Um, so after I complete four, I might play three because it seems like an odd order to do it. But obviously, Final <laughs> Fantasy, there's no tie-ins in the stories, so it doesn't really matter. But, um, well, I mean, the the one that's most that a lot of people love. Like even more than seven, because seven's probably the most popular overall, I'd say. But was Final Fantasy VI, uh, which had a really good story. But um, that, I mean, that's on Steam. But that is like really graphically, they've not re- updated it at all. Uh, well, they've updated it, but it doesn't look like the original, and it's people are complaining about that. But it's not three D <laughs> or anything. <laughs> you can't win. But that would be great to see a remake of. I mean, for for me, the remake of 7, there's a lot of things I'm concerned about, but I really want to see one. I want to see 7 with amazing graphics. I want the full game. I want more things added. But, I mean, from what they've said, there's a lot of questionable things that concern me about it. So um, I like the fact that they're going to add more story content and all this kind of stuff. And, but the, what they're saying is because it's going to be such a big game, and there's going to be so much more content added to it. They're going to release it in several parts. Yeah, they're going to release it in episodes, which yeah. I <laughs> I thought sounded a bit like a money grab. Um, I'll be yeah. honest. I don't see how you can release uh, a Final Fantasy in episodes. Um, me, that, that that's going to knock a lot of people off buying it. Um, or make a lot of people wait. Because, like, I mean, for me, I don't really want to play... Final Fantasy 7 over 7 or 8 years or something in separate parts that's not really 
Well, I, I never. I, I, I assume they're being quick succession. I would assume so. I I never played the Final Fantasy games or anything, but it it depends. I think it depends how quickly they will release them after each other. But yeah. it will also depend on how much they're gonna ask for each episode. If they're gonna ask triple A, triple A prices for each episode, then yeah, you can forget it. There's gonna be a lot of people. I, there are gonna I be wouldn't like, be yeah, surprised if it if it's like twenty pound <laughs> for See, an episode. What, what I'm wondering is whether what they decide to do is expand the game so much that they're gonna have them as three, three episodes but three separate games that that connect as one game uh, i don't understand how be... it's going to work though because you've got inter intertwining parts like you've got secret bosses that you can do like halfway through the game or near the end of the game yeah. so how how is that going to tie in like do, do do all the episodes tie in as one game or like if you complete one part do you then have to boot up the next part and does it well, I wonder whether it work like the original, where you just have like a bit like having three discs, and that it will be maybe in episodes. But I'm assuming it's going to be like you've got the main game, so you'll buy Final Fantasy VII the remake, and yeah. then there'll be DLC as the episode. So the remake one that'll be the first episode, and then you have to buy the second and third, so it'd be like a DLC download, which I'm assuming is how they do it actually. But to me, it just seems. I think there needs to be more details on it because I mean it looks amazing and I like the idea that adding more to it and linking in a lot of the other games that were made around it that kind of the lore and the history but for me the whole thing just feels a little bit I'm not sure what they're doing it sounds like they want to add more content and have most of the content from the original game so that sounds good it will be a lot longer than the original even though the original was like 60-70 hours so that's amazing but you know, how much is going to be in each episode? Is it going to feel like a full game? Or am I going to feel like I play for 15 hours and then I've got to wait a year to play the next part? Like, that's, for me, is not going to sit very well. Yeah, I don't particularly like the, the episode idea. And if they started to do that as a, a general theme in Final Fantasy, that would, that would definitely put me off the series. Um, I mean, it depends how they're going to do it. If they are going to make it like a trilogy of games that's longer than the original and feels like each one's an independent game and they all interlink and form the same game so stuff you do in the first one say on the map will stay there on the second one so it's still one full game if that makes sense that's that's fine like as long as they're long enough to feel like a full game like i want to get at least like for a final fantasy game you want at least 40 hours out of one really you want more than that so i don't know I'm not sure how I feel about it. We, well, we, we need more info. In this day and age of uh, DLCs for everything. Yep. I'm not. I'm not sure. I can understand mm. it in some things. I can understand it like with some online games doing it, and oh. like I can understand with story, like click and point games. You know, like uh, kind of the old Sam and Max style and the, the Walking Dead yeah. games and stuff like that. I can understand that with episodes. That makes sense. But doing it with an RPG just seems so out of place. It does. I mean, when you it, get a JRPG, you want to sit down and literally hammer it for like a week or two. Well, and you, you just want to swear. That's all yeah. you do. When you, when you play an RPG, you just swear. You just play it constantly, non-stop. You just and literally then... want to go offline. You don't play any games with anyone else online. You just sit and play that epic RPG with nothing intruding. 
I, I did it with Final Fantasy IV. I, I had one day, oh, I started playing it a bit, and then I had one day where I started playing it, and I played it for, I think, eight hours straight. Yeah. And I, I didn't even realise. I looked at the time and went, oh, God, I need to go to bed. <laughs> um, but That's what you want, that, though, for yeah, but that's what, Yeah, exactly. That's what you want to do with an RPG. You want to get so stuck in, you don't even realise the time. But yeah. I'm not being funny. If you're playing an RPG, and then it goes, you need the next DLC. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then you kind of give up on it, and you forget about it, and you... you then need to get back into the game. Well, and then you have to remember what's happened, and then you yeah. can't really remember, and then you're not that interested. And the whole like... point, it's meant to be seamless. It's not meant to be broken apart. You're not meant to break an RPG apart. It's... No. Especially not with... I mean, I don't know what the timescales they'd have on it, but if you have to wait a year in between each one, you'd have to replay the first one, because you don't really remember what happened after a year, because you've done I, all the I stuff. imagine it'd be a couple of months, like, at the most. I hope so. I hope so. But I like, can't imagine that... them making a massive time gap because that would just be ridiculous. But I mean, if that's the case, I would wait four months to play it. I w- I've waited 17 years already for a remake. I will wait like four or five months longer or six months to get the full thing in one go. Like, I'd happily do that. It would be interesting. I'll have to wait and see, to be honest. It's all speculation at the moment. I know they're definitely doing the episodes, but whether to. They might even release all the episodes at once, so I don't know. Did you see the reactions, though, to the announcement of it on YouTube? I imagine they were horrendous. People were fucking crying, like, I haven't seen, like, because, you know, some of us have been waiting for, like, I mean, I played this when it came out in, like, 17 years. Like, they, and, like, because I played that when I was, like, 11 or something, like, it's... I didn't cry when I heard about it, but, you know, I was pretty emotional. I really, really want to play, like, a remake of that <laughs> game. Because it meant a lot to me. I played, like, a lot of time on that game as a little kid. Damn, man. That, Are you getting yeah, all emotional? Yeah, I, I got really excited when they announced the, the HD remake of uh, Final Fantasy X. That got me really hyped. It's not like, too bad, actually. I think you guys just described what, what, what the problem is um, with, with me not really liking RPGs, though. What's that? Well, what you guys were just describing, like, like you, you need to like get sucked into the story and really like, yeah, you, like you be to... with be with what, what's happening. And I, I just, I, I can't do that. I just can't do that. That's really probably why why they get those games don't really appeal to me. Yeah, you, you have to get absorbed by it. It's just like that, that's the thing. That's probably why Tem was my favorite, to be honest, because especially with the cutscenes and everything, you get so involved with all the characters and. And it all just incredible, like complete. It does suck you in, and you, you just I don't know. Without, without, I suppose if you can't really, I don't know how to say it. Like if you can't really get the feel of the characters and stuff, then I suppose you can't really enjoy an RPG because otherwise it's just literally, well, just like well, playing a, a turn-based game with with blocks, really. Yeah, it there's, just there's, gets... there's no there's no soul to it really. It just gets really boring really quickly. Oh yeah, I mean the best the best thing about Final like the old Final Fantasies for me are the story. I mean I like the turn based combat, but I mean for me it was just a a vehicle for like getting more story. It was just like part of the I mean there were aspects of the combat that were amazing, like Final Fantasy VII's combat where you can level up your materia and it had this whole system where if you had all the materia and you leveled them all up you get a super materia that would have all the materia and all this kind of crazy stuff. Like it was really, really cool, like in terms of that. Like the leveling system was amazing in that sense, but it 
it what it was the story that I liked about it. So I really liked the sphere grid in ten. That was pretty cool, actually. Oh, I really like that, and the fact that you can customize some nodes and you know, have clear nodes and stuff, and and really customize characters a bit further. But um, and you could choose the route you went, like yeah. with each character, which added downsides because some obviously if it's an inexperienced player or we first go around, you don't really know what you need for each character, and and people could take the wrong routes. Um, oh, definitely. But. I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was nice to be able to kind of pick and choose what, where you went, what way, and how you built your characters up, really. Or you could do it like I did and sweat the game so hard that you maxed everyone out. <laughs> did you do that on 10? Um, I maxed four of them out. Um, started really? maxing out. Uh, I maxed out Yuna, Orin, Tidus, and Wacker. Um, I started maxing out um, Mari and Lulu. And then um, I had two memory guards at the time. And my, my save was uh, 181 hours or something. Wow. And I, I put in my other memory card to play on my other... Because I had another save on my other memory card that was playing. And um, I went to go save it. And I'd already taken out my memory card to play my main save. And I put the my main memory card in. And then I went, oh shit, I haven't saved. On my like new profile, it was only like 10 hours in. Yeah. And I just went, you know what you normally do? Just go XXX save. So I just, there's me spamming X, looked at it. And literally, the I almost cried. I, um, oh, no. I over I overrode my 181 hour save with a 10 hour save. Wow. I didn't nice. I didn't play Final Fantasy 10 again for like three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally put it down, didn't play it again. I was just like I've wasted half of my life in playing this game. <laughs> Shit. But it happens. But I still right. love the game. Should we Should we end it there, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thanks for being on today. Uh, Thanks for having us. You know, it's been really good. Um, so yeah, that's us, folks. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs>